You're listening to the Law Careers Net podcast, a monthly podcast designed to give you everything you need to know about becoming a lawyer. Hello and welcome back to the Law Careers Net podcast, sponsored by the University of Law. This is Bethany from Law Careers Net. I hope you're all doing well and staying safe and that you're looking forward to things opening up a little bit this spring. There isn't an interview in this episode, we've got lots of exciting interviews coming up in future episodes but I thought that in the meantime it might be a good idea to give you guys some really useful and practical application tips for anyone who is making law firm applications this spring and summer, especially those of you who are making training contract applications. I give presentations to students all the time about making successful legal applications, at the moment these are obviously virtual, and I always run through these do's and don'ts and before I start I'll say... These sound really obvious, obviously you guys would never make these mistakes, you'd never do this, but the thing is, recruiters are continually telling us that they are seeing the same mistakes and the same trends in unsuccessful applications. So I do think these are genuinely really helpful tips that can help you to make well-rounded and well-researched applications. Even if you think you know what you're doing, there are always going to be some new tips and tricks you can pick up, so I hope you enjoy these. And just to say that I also have experience reading applications from students. I run our Law Careers Net Live conferences and it is my job to read through every application that comes in. That was nearly 1,000 last year. Our application form is very similar to that of a law firm. We ask similar questions. So I also see the same kinds of mistakes and problems in these applications. As we go through these do's and don'ts, I can share my experiences of assessing real life applications too. So let's kick off with the do's. And before we get started, here is a quick word about our podcast sponsor, the University of Law. And now a short message from our podcast sponsor, the University of Law. The University of Law will help you reach your ambitions by delivering an outstanding academic and employment focused experience, honing key skills in a teaching environment based on real legal practice. As soon as you begin your studies with the University of Law, you'll learn how to think and act like a lawyer. Whether your aspirations are in law or other fields, their courses will balance academic rigour and practical skills, so your career starts from day one. Find out more about studying at the University of Law with the link in the podcast description. So what are the do's of making a successful law firm application? Just to say, if you are, for example, a first year student or you're the very beginning of your career research, don't get overwhelmed by these do's. It might seem like a lot, but they're just things to think about at an early stage. And a lot of this is really thinking about the application form and reviewing the questions and kind of reviewing your own experiences before you even get started. So first of all, do read all the instructions carefully and review the entire application before you start. You need to know what's coming up before you write down anything at all. This is such a crucial point because I think some students might perhaps start rushing straight into the first question, diving in, saying why they're so great, talking about everything perhaps in that first question, and perhaps they haven't realised that later on down the line there might be a question better suited to that particular experience or skill, or they might just be kind of rushing in and putting everything in where perhaps it shouldn't be. So if you can think about the application form holistically. I know sometimes that's difficult on online applications but usually you can click through and see what questions are coming up or perhaps um, you can check on the law firm website or you can ask a recruiter what questions are going to come up so you can kind of have a think about those before you get started. So that's just something to be doing right before you even make an application, before you even sit down, try and work out what all the questions are. 
Linking to this, do identify your main boasts and where they should appear, as I just said. There is no point using all your best material early on, only to discover that there is a better, more well-suited question closer to the end. Next up, we've got do give full answers to every question. And this sounds so obvious, but if there is a word count, if there is a maximum word count, it's not saying that you have to be bang on or you have to reach that exact word count, but effectively you're wasting an opportunity if you're not making the most of that word count. All the questions have been asked for a good reason. So never skip one out and never skimp on the word count. It's all been precisely calibrated to elicit a particular response. As I review applications, I find it particularly annoying when students just put kind of very short answers to why they want to attend our event, or perhaps it might be similar why you want to join this law firm. I'm sure nobody would actually do this, but if you just put something like, um, I want to attend this event to meet law firms, or I want to join this law firm because it looks good, obviously nobody would do that. But when I'm kind of reading through a thousand applications, obviously I am skim reading, and just physically how it looks on the page to have a very, very short answer, uh, a few words, or perhaps a sentence or two, I can see that that no effort has been really put into that application answer um, and therefore I'd probably discard that person and their answer and I'm sure recruiters would feel the same way so really make sure you respect the word count. Another one that sounds kind of obvious but I think students definitely make this mistake quite a lot is do answer the question being asked. Again it sounds really obvious of course you're going to answer the question being asked but we actually see this all the time in our Law Careers Net Live application form. So for example we ask why do you believe you possess the skills and attributes necessary to become a successful commercial lawyer? What do you want to see when we ask that question? Well, we expect to see details of those skills and how they are relevant to becoming a lawyer. We've literally given you the words there, skills and attributes. So it's running through those key skills, which I'm sure you guys know. It's talking about your evidence uh, and how you got those skills and how you can prove you have those skills. But for some reason, lots of people instead choose to answer why they wanted to become a lawyer and they'll start giving their life story. They'll talk about when they were first inspired that their grandparent is a lawyer or they saw Suits or they watched a TV show. We're not asking you why you want to become a lawyer, so please don't decide to answer that question instead. I'd always recommend pausing, taking a second to look at the question and ask yourself, what is this wanting me to answer? How should I do it? What is the question word? Just pausing before you dive in and start to answer a question that perhaps is not exactly how you should be answering it. Next up is a big one. Do be specific. Evidence is key. And I think this is perhaps my number one bugbear when I read applications is just people being very vague, making statements, meaningless statements, lots of words, but not actually any substance and not providing any evidence. So do not make a statement without backing it up. For example, claiming to be an excellent team player is very weak in comparison to saying I demonstrated my skills within a team when I worked for the university radio station, for example. Essentially, you should not be talking about a skill that you have or you claim to have without having any evidence. So everything you say, if you talk about your communication, if you talk about your teamwork, your attention to detail, your commercial awareness, for example, always back that up with evidence and be really specific in your evidence. Don't just say, oh, I was a good team player when I did this. Really drill into the details of what you did, whether that's working in a part-time job, whether that's working in a team somehow. Really drill into those actions and be really, really specific. 
topic. I always say if you have written an application and you read through the sentences again and you can ask the question why to a sentence and you haven't then answered that question later on in the cl next clause of the sentence or, or later on in the application, then you're really, really missing a trick. And I've heard recruiters saying the same thing. They'll be asking why, what did you do? Why do you have that? How? And if you're not fully being specific enough and providing that evidence, then you're really, really going to be making a mistake. So specificity is very, very important when it comes to law firm applications. And I definitely see on Law Careers That Live applications too. Okay, next up is more of a practical one, but do check the entire application again and again. Do it as many times as you can bear, then ask someone else to do it too. It's so possible to get too close to these things and you stop seeing the errors. We've definitely all done that. It can help to read it aloud or if it's on a screen, print it and mark it up. When I do writing in my job, I definitely have that thing where if I'm looking on a screen or I'm reading the same thing over and over again, I stop seeing what's wrong with it. I stop actually even being able to kind of read it and I just see what I think it says rather than what it actually says. So I find it really useful to change the font, change the color, or if you have a printer and you can, printing it up and marking it up manually is a really good way. Also reading it aloud makes you aware of how it sounds, the syntax of it, how the prose kind of flows through that application as well, the actual grammar and the wording of it. It's a really, really good tip if you want it to be as perfect and grammatically correct as possible, which obviously you all do. Do be aware of the deadline. Again, it sounds obvious, but we work with all hires. They're an online application system. Every year they get people emailing at midnight 01, midnight 02, the day the applications close saying, oh, my Wi-Fi went down or the system broke and I couldn't get my application in on time. Well, I'm afraid if you don't get your application in on time, that's your own fault. If you miss the deadline, I'm afraid nobody can help you there. But also don't leave it to the last minute. Don't leave it that late. If you are submitting at midnight at 11.59 at 11.50, whatever time, 10 minutes before it closes, it looks bad to recruiters who will be able to see exactly what time you submitted. They're going to think, well, you haven't probably put the time in or you weren't organised enough to do it early enough and it will inevitably be rushed. The earlier you can submit, the better. And just another tip here in that just be aware of deadlines changing. Some firms extend their deadlines. Some firms also offer places for perhaps vacation schemes or training contracts on a rolling basis. So if you are submitting really, really late in that cycle, then perhaps you have kind of limited your chances of success. So you just make sure that you know what the recruitment timetable looks like at that firm and perhaps following them on social media and keeping up to date with their key information and deadlines. And if they change, for example, is a really good way of making sure sure you know what's going on and you're as organised as possible. Another one that sounds extremely obvious, um, and it is, but do you know what? Students make this mistake all the time and it's spelling the name of the firm incorrectly. So do spell the name of the firm correctly. It is the number one most annoying thing for recruiters and it just sounds so basic, but I tell you what, applicants get it wrong all the time. So that's making sure you spell the firm name correctly. For example, if you're applying to Wilkie, Fire and Gallagher, Wilkie's got double L. It's making sure you don't abbreviate the firm. So don't call Norton Rose Fulbright Norton Rose. It's not calling it by an acronym, which isn't a kind of accepted acronym. You know, a everyone knows that a&O is Alan Overy, but perhaps don't make one up if it's not an accepted thing. And it's not using an ampersand where they should be an and. For example, slaughter and may. 
Even worse is putting the wrong firm name altogether, which can actually very easily happen if you're sending out too many applications, if you're copying and pasting between applications, and if you're not paying attention or if you're rushing, for example. It's really important to remember that applications, especially law firm applications, they take a lot of time and effort and energy. So really making sure you give yourself the space and time to do them well means that you won't make these very silly and obvious mistakes. And finally on the do's is a little bit of a tip, it's just making sure you print off a hard copy or you have a version of your application saved somewhere. It's really useful if you get asked to interview and you need to remind yourself about what you wrote because obviously you need to be familiar with what you said, that's what you'll be asked about at interview. Sometimes I think it's very easy to submit an application and it goes off and you never see it again and then you'll get called up to interview and perhaps you won't remember exactly what you put. So either just making sure you print off a copy, have a hard copy somewhere or that you do it in a Word document and copy it over so you have fully documented evidence of what you put in your application for your own reference. Okay, so those were the do's. Some of those perhaps, as I said, might have been obvious, but hopefully they were useful. Now we're going into perhaps even more obvious territory, which is what are the don'ts? And again, I'm gonna say, I could tell you this and you might roll your eyes and say, I would never do this, but I tell you what, I have seen all of these and recruiters have too. So clearly there are people out there who are making these mistakes. So do not let this be you. First one is kind of a very, very key important point when it comes to kind of the whole process of making applications, which is do not fire off 50 generic applications because guess what? You don't have time to do 50 well. It is so much better to submit 10 or less, I'd say perhaps even six to seven per cycle, perfect, well-crafted applications than too many that look rough. Hopefully you've managed to see from the do's that actually making applications is a very, very long process. And that's not just the physically writing of the application, that's all the research that needs to go into it. That's researching the firm, that's researching the industry, the firm's clients, what's going on in the business and legal world, as well as kind of researching yourself and making sure you're aware of your skills and strengths. You've got your evidence and your work experience ready to go and put into the application form. That is a lot of work. That's many, many hours of work essentially per application application. So nobody has time to do 50. If you think you do, then your applications are not good enough, they're not specific enough, and you haven't put enough research and time into them. So really limit yourself and be specific. Think I'm going to do max 10, perhaps focus on six to seven firms that you want to apply for, and you'll have a much better chance of success. Next up, don't exceed the word limit. As before, we said make sure you reach the word limit, but equally don't exceed it. Brevity is key. Recruiters are reading hundreds, if not thousands, so they really want to know that you can concisely express what you want to convey. It's all part of communication and attention to detail, which is obviously key skills when it comes to being a lawyer. So sticking to the word limit in an application form is all part of the test and it's part of the evidence that you will make a good lawyer. Don't complete the form with cap locks on. That's an obvious one, but I've seen that. And don't complete the form entirely in lowercase. Again, I have seen that. Correct grammar is really important. This is a professional document. It's being consistent with your grammar as well. It's making sure you know the firm name is in capitals. It's if you're capitalizing one thing, you're keeping that consistent throughout the form. That is really important to me as well when I read through applications that they just there is an awareness of grammar, keeping things looking neat. When you're skim reading applications, if it's all in lowercase or it's all in cap locks or it's inconsistent between the both it doesn't look good. I've mentioned this before but don't succumb to copy and paste fatigue. 
Look, recruiters know that you're going to be applying to other firms and they might expect some of the information to be similar, for example, grades, and no one's going to blame you for copying and pasting your grades or perhaps some key um, work experience across from different application forms. But this really leads back to the point about non-generic answers. You have to make your content specific to the firm. So if you're just copying an answer to the question from another application form and you're just swapping out the firm name, it is not going to be specific enough. It also opens the door to the possibility of using the wrong firm name altogether. I'd really recommend having a new Word doc or a new document for each application form and starting from scratch and building up from there. Don't write in a colloquial tone. Consider this to be an important business document from a future professional. Using text abbreviations or worse emojis shows a lack of respect for the process. Recruiters really won't like it and it shows that you can't judge when to use appropriate tone, something that could mean you come unstuck with clients. I think it's important to say as well that you also don't have to be using really fancy flowery language that is different from perhaps your everyday tone of voice or how you write every day. A really key part of being a lawyer is being able to convey and communicate simply and concisely. So don't feel like you need to be on thesaurus.com or using random synonyms to make yourself sound super fancy because you think that's what the recruiter wants to hear. In fact, I've heard from recruiters that actually what they want to hear is you can write simply, you can explain it in a really neat and concise and articulate way. They don't care about using perhaps flowery or unfamiliar words. It's all about being able to communicate well and simply. And of course, finally, don't miss out on any questions. Their inclusion in the form is twofold, to get a better understanding of you, the applicant, and to check that you can follow instructions and write clearly and well. If you have perhaps a grade or an exam you don't want to put the mark in for, you really should because it's just going to look suspicious. I've seen students just miss out their A-levels, miss out their university grades, miss out putting things on the form because they think that we won't notice or that it'll be viewed upon more favourably by not having it there at all, but actually it just looks suspicious. Put all the information that you can on the application form. If you have mitigating circumstances, make sure you put those in correctly, but really don't miss out any questions. It needs to be as full as possible. This is your chance to to show off, to showcase you, who you are and your skills and experiences. So you really want it to be as full and good as possible. I'll finish up this podcast episode by kind of by bringing together a few things that I've just mentioned and talking about what recruiters overall want to see an application form. If you couldn't tell, I really enjoy talking about legal applications and I could honestly talk for hours and hours about law firm applications in particular. And if you've ever been to a presentation by me, I will often just go off on a rant. Uh, I'm really passionate about making good law firm applications. But here is just a kind of overall summary of some things that you can be thinking about, what recruiters want to see in application forms, what you need to be covering in an overall sense. As we said, specificity, the number one mistake that students make when applying to law firms is not being specific enough. As I said, if you can replace the name of the firm you're applying to with another and the answers all still apply, it's not specific enough. Recruiters really don't like it and it shows a lack of regard for what they see as their very unique offering. So how can you be specific? Obviously, it's doing lots of research. It's meeting people from the firm where you can, whether that's face-to-face or at virtual opportunities. And it's applying all your research about that firm and your knowledge of yourself to your application and just not being vague. 
Knowledge of the firm is something else that recruiters want to see in an application form. That's what it does, its culture, where it's headed. Hopefully all the research that you've done should have revealed information about the firm and what makes it interesting to you and why it's somewhere that you're keen to work. Recruiters want to see that you're passionate and you're excited about the firm and what it does. Whether that's practice areas, culture and values, the direction it's heading in, the type of people who work there, show that you've absorbed some of this and put it into the application form. Self-awareness, and I spoke about this earlier, but that's your strengths and skills. Recruiters want to see that you understand what makes you tick. They don't want to have to be diving through the application form, wading through to try and work out who you are, what you're good at. They want you to just show them really obviously straight off the bat. What are you good at? What are you interested in? What sort of law might suit you? The sort of working environment that might suit you? You also need to have your work experience laid out neatly and be able to pick out what you did in each job and experience. Wherever you are in your legal career research, whether you're a first year, second year or third year, start recording if you haven't already. Start thinking about all of that as early as you can. Start writing down what you're doing, keeping notes of things that you've done, events that you've attended. It will all be so much easier when it comes to actually making applications if you get started on keeping track as early as possible. And finally, the big one, the crux of any good application is understanding why you and the firm are a good match. And this is matching up those previous points I've just said. If you can demonstrate an understanding of why you're a good fit, you will impress the firm. And that is really what recruiters and partners who are reading your application want to see. I hope that has been helpful, a whistle-stop tour of application do's and don'ts. But don't forget that on Law Careers Net, we have so much more content about making good applications. We have a very specific application masterclass, which is an article which runs through really what you should be covering in your application with some key examples. We have videos on this. We have a previous podcast episode about training contract applications. If you just have a look around the Law Careers Net website, you'll see we have lots of information and advice about making successful law firm applications. The information is out there. It's out there for you guys to have a look at, for you to absorb it, and then to start actually putting it into practice when it comes to making successful law firm applications yourself. It's never too early to start. If you are making applications this year, you've got a few months to kind of get ready, start thinking about all of this and really putting into action what I've spoken about. If perhaps you are at an earlier stage and you're just thinking about making applications, it's really good just to hold this all in your mind and start thinking about everything holistically. None of this is meant to be scary or frightening it's just practical tips and it's practically what you should be doing in your application form so hopefully it has been of use as I said we've got some exciting interviews coming up in future episodes so keep an eye out for that if there's something you think we should be covering in the Law Careers Net podcast that we haven't already please feel free to drop me a message on LinkedIn or you can email info at lawcareers.net or you can DM us on Instagram or Twitter I'm really keen to hear what else you'd like us to be covering in future episodes But apart from that, good luck with your applications. We will see you next time in the next episode. Thank you for listening.